Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. What is dowsing? Can you really walk along with a rod in your hand and find underground water? Can you really find lost treasure by dowsing with a map? Hello and welcome to the 727th edition, almost at 57th, 727th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno here on Owen 1240 Radio and our 10 year uh, or 10th year on the air. I'm Ben and those hard to find questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal and father, Paul. Well today we bring you a subject that in all our years on the air we've never talked about before. And we welcome your calls and emails today. It's 800-449-1240 from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, 401-766-1240 locally or from faraway planets. Susan McNeil Spooler is an industrial engineer, has been dowsing for 27 years, successfully finding wells for clients throughout the northeastern United States as well as California. She also finds lost items. Boy, my mother would have loved you. That's uh, why my husband married me. <laughs> <laughs> and clears geopathic stress from property. Susan is president of the Boston chapter of the American Society of Dowsers and is a life member and past trustee of the national organization. Susan learned to douse by accident at Stonehenge in England, of all places, when a bus tour just happened to be equipped with dowsing rods. Uh, she tried it and could do it. It wasn't until she returned to her job at the uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, come on script, uh, their Lincoln lib- uh, Laboratory, uh, and spoke to her fellow engineers that she learned that she was actually dowsing. Susan is also an old and dear friend of ours. She's a tireless organizer. Uh, along with her colleagues, uh, Susan organizes the Greater New England UFO Conference in Leominster, Massachusetts every fall, uh, one of our favorite events of the year. Ben and I have been speakers there for, I guess, the last five years at least. Um, so, so Susan Spooler, welcome, be- well, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you, especially since we're, we're a stop uh, along the way of your your immense journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and literally and figuratively. Literally, yes, yes, yes. Exa- exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so, yes, I like I said, I've been dowsing. Um, I was at Stonehenge, and um, we were... There was a, like I said, there was a bus tour, and they had the they had L rods, which are metal pieces of metal that are shaped like the letter L. So I'm holding up here in the video, and Tom and Paul will take a photograph. And they were walking around the stones, and the stones uh, were uh, there's the yeah, keep going okay. Yeah. So there's so there's the the heel stone that's on the outside of the circle of stones, and then there is um, a circle of stones itself. And so when people were walking with the L rods, they would the rods, and I'll pretend that I'm there right now, the uh, the L rods would then um, spin like helicop- like like a helicopter blade. They would spin around to detect the ley lines, L-E-Y lines, and uh, detect the, the energy that um, is that is created there at Stonehenge. Let me just explain what I'm doing because we're having this esoteric conversation. Uh, for those of you who are listening on ordinary radio, you cannot see what Susan has brought because she has uh, all sorts of interesting equipment here and I'm going to take photographs and, and post it with the show on our website uh, when the show is uploaded and uh, for those of you uh, watching on a device uh, you're getting the feed from from the uh, studio here and uh, Susan's going to be 
uh, showing us the equipment as, as she goes. So one way or the other, we'll get okay, to cover. Okay, absolutely. All right. So so anyway, so that's when I I came I came home. I went to got back to work. Spoke to my colleagues at MIT Lincoln Laboratory. They said talk to Harold Anderson, and Harold was a dow- he was an engineer and he was also a dowser and he taught me how to measure the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual um, energies which are around us in a ball, separate balls all around us, and. Um, and then from there, I taught myself how to douse and find missing missing items. My first missing item I found were my mink earmuffs. I had put them in my hope chest, <laughs> moved to a new apartment, couldn't find them. And then I went, I had my L-rods, and I walked from room to room and said, where are my earmuffs? And then they pointed to my hope chest, and there they were. So I guess we should start from the very beginning, because as uh, Julie Andrews once said, that is a very good place to start. What is dowsing? Dowsing is... Um, it is focused intuition, and we all douse whether we realize it or not. When the, the hair stands up on the back of your neck or on your arms, when something is going on and you have a, f- a feeling about it, or a, it's a, like a sixth sense. And when you're trying to find water, for example, you'll get, f- I always get feelings in my body. I'll get a clenching in my gut before my Y-rod just goes right down and points to where there needs to be water drilled. So, let me tell you what happened to me. I want to hear more about Stonehenge. Yeah, we had back in our our our, our rustic uh, hideaway in the woods of Cumberland, Rhode Island, uh, many years ago. Uh, ben, when you were three or four years old, about that. Yeah, and uh, we had an underground leak in the water line. Uh, okay. Okay. And I said, I'm going to find this. Okay. And I said, I was so desperate. I figured I'm going to do some dowsing. I don't know much about it, but I figured I'd do it. And I had, an, I guess, what you would call an L rod that I yep. made from coat hangers, and I stuck the uh, the ends, the, the short ends of the L rods in the uh, cardboard thing that you'd have like to hang up a pair of pants mm-hmm. on, that right. sort of. Mm-hmm. So I actually walked along, and all of a sudden, and, and they were at an angle, like so gravity would they were forward. And when I got to the place that really did turn out to be the water line, they, they went straight out. Yes. Defying gravity, so to speak. So it, it, was that just me? Because you described yours going around. Does it respond differently it with depe- different people? It, well, it depends on what it is you're looking for. When I am um, trying to find a water vein or a, um, if I'm trying to like an underground stream, I walk with my rods so that, so that they are pointing straight ahead. And when I'm pointing straight ahead, as I'm walking, and then I find the edge of the vein, they then open up like this. And I, I'm, I'm visualizing myself opening up, walking up to the edge of a water vein. Mm-hmm. So now when you what you were doing, like they will either open up yeah. like hor- horizontally, outwardly, or they will sometimes go inwardly. Just yes, depends. that's right. That and, had, it yes. de- and it just depends on everyone's... Everyone is different. Just like I'll say, you know, show me yes, and my one my rod will 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 spin clockwise. Okay. And I'll say, show me no, and then my rod will spin counterclockwise. I'm not making this. This is just. This is. This oh is no, I've happened. heard some of this. This is yeah. what this is what happens. The same way with with a pendulum. You can say. This is a, a Joe Smith pendulum. Um, show me yes. It's called a dancing pendulum. Mm-hmm. Show me yes. And show me no. 
See, our question would be, who is showing you yes or no? That's where we get a little well, suspicious. Well, one of the things, when, when I, when, before I douse, I always, um, I center myself, body, mind, and soul, and I come into harmony, I always say, I come into harmony with my own disharmony. Joe Whippich is my, my, men, my dowsing mentor. Uh, I met him about 10 years ago, actually more than that now. 14 years ago at the West Coast Dowser Dows- <laughs> Dows- Conference. Um, he is an engineer. He's in his early 80s. And he's a very wise man. And he, um, and he just looks upon things as, as when they're in harmony. When you say, I come into harmony with my own disharmony, it's think back to your algebra days, a negative one and, really plus po- and positive yeah. one make a zero. So you're making a level playing field. And then that way, you know, nothing um, is interfering with you, and you're at a, a level state. You kind of do that in prayer. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Mm. That, that's where yeah, I. They're universal. I will. I will just. I'll. I'll, I'll say the word prayer. Yeah. When I am. When I am. When I am dowsing, I am in a prayerful state. When you're. When you're waking up in the morning, it's kind of the alpha. St- when you're waking up, just waking up, and just going to sleep, those are are an, uh, an alpha state. And so, over the years, I have always found that I've seen tests, like when I was, you know, when I was in school, I would see a multiple choice test in front of me as I'm waking up or as I'm going to sleep, and I've learned to ta- I learned to pay attention to those things. And so that's and that's another form of dowsing right there. It's just paying attention, being aware of of all these different feelings that are coming to you. Now you describe the energy around mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, is that the there really is scientifically a bioelectric field around yeah. everyone? Right. And as a matter of fact, I had a <clears throat> friend who was doing experiments with horses, and you know why is it that they if you're totally silent, you know you, you come to a certain and, and they all see you. Even if you can't be seen, right? You know, you're hiding behind a tree or something. Uh, her theory is that the bioelectric field meets right. that of the horse, and that's how they know you're there. Yes. And I mean, that would seem kind of obvious right. in human relations. So, is that what you're talking about? Is the energy that, that's that's one of them. Yes, because we have a, a physical physical ball around us, emotional outside of that, mental outside of that, and then a spiritual one outside of that. And if someone is, say, a monk, and then you wanted to, to douse their energy fields, their spiritual bubble, as it were, would be probably two miles out. Hmm. Because yeah. they, they meditate, and they are of a, of a pure mind. So when you say, uh, gee, I could uh, know he's coming a mile away, then maybe that's that, true. That could, it could be, it could be, you could be feeling that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and this is where, when... You can get a, you feel if people are near you, and that's why I, that's why I feel like we all kind of have these bubbles around us. And then you could be we could be talking to each other, and if our bubbles are touching each other or overlapping each other, like two like if you're doing geometry, two circles, and and as a common, I can feel what you're feeling, or I can get a sense of what you're feeling, regardless of what you're saying you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'll get a if if people are upset. It really affects me if I'm if I'm open to it, because a lot of times I have to shut myself down on purpose because otherwise I would just be like really sick. Yeah, I hear you. To yeah, my stomach. Ben, uh, any comments or questions so far? Um, actually, I find it I find it interesting that your your colleagues at MIT were 
sort of open to this. Do you? Do you, well, relatively. Uh, <laughs> see the eye roll. So yeah, yeah. So how how do you find dowsing links up with the engineering field? Well, I had a friend um, named Dan Wilson, and he passed away in about 2006. He was he was an engineer. He also worked for um, the, the train system in, in the UK. He used to come and visit us every spring, and we'd have him as our speaker. And he would know, before someone would even call him, he would know to order a certain part because there was, because there was a breakdown or there was some, something that was broken. Oh, so there was something, there would be a part on a train that was broken, and he would know ahead of time what that part was, order it, and then some yeah, someone would call from another station and say, I, I need I need new gears, the size 72 gears, um, and then Dan would already have them there on the counter and then ship it right out. i say, I'll give them to you right away. Hmm. Hmm. So he would know. He was also a healer. So, But he never, he never really talked about these things, but they out loud to where the people he worked with but they but they knew there was something that was different about him have you ever encountered people who can't douse no matter how hard they try i've, I've come across well you know what it is, is i think that people I, that's why i have a lot of different tools when i teach people to douse there are pendulums there are l rods there are y rods there are all kinds of tools and i use them with other people so that they can um, sometimes people are better at a Y rod than they are with an L rod or a pendulum. And so I work with them until I can find a tool that they can work with. Hmm. Sometimes I'll use, you know, take your thumb and your middle finger and then touch them both together and then you hook them like, like two rings together. And then you pull on that and say, show me yes, and then they won't release. And then you pull on it and say, show me no, and then they release. So that's one way. Uh, these are called deviceless dowsing methods. Hmm. Um, you take your pointer finger and then you rub your pointer finger on the top of your thumbnail. You say, show me yes. And you feel that. And then you say, show me no. And it will feel different. My yes is smooth and my no feels kind of sticky. So um, that's, and then you can do a blinking. You can stare at something and say, show me yes. And then nothing will happen. And then you say, show me no. And then you'll just automatically blink. There's, uh, there's all sorts of ways that you, f- that you can feel dowsing in your body. And it's all very personal. And it's all very personal. Yeah. Um, that's why I always say to people, <clears throat> pay attention to things. Um, back a number of years ago, I used, to, I was walking out into a work out into the parking lot at work. It was winter time. It was freezing. There was no one around. I had about a quarter mile walk to my car, and I smelled flowers. Like when you walk into a wake, all that overwhelming smell of all the different flowers yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was strange. And when I went home, I called a friend of mine, and then um, she said, "Susan, my brother just died, who was 33 at the time." And and then that happened two other times that I would smell flowers at a strange place, call somebody, and then you know then sometimes that ended up being within a three day period that someone would then die in their family, a close family member like a sibling or a parent, hmm. and and so that's where you know there's the smelling, there's hearing, there's tasting, there, there's all there's all sorts of ways of sensing things. I had a friend that was. Um, 
that she, she came to my house for supper and she was uh, upset because a, a realtor was supposed to meet her at lunchtime and show her a piece of property that was on a lake. And she's telling me the story and I, my back started getting itchy and I was started sneezing and I'm taking stuff out, you know, glasses and dishes out mm-hmm. of the, the cabinet. The next, and then we had supper and whatever. The next day she called me and said, Susan, you'll never believe. She finally met me. We went into the property. It was full of mold and mildew. Now, when she was telling me that the next, the previous day, I was reacting to it. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, it's just one of those, one of those things that, um, you know, when you're, when you're aware of these things, you know, I've, over time I've come to say, okay, well, this is, I'm having this reaction as you're telling me this story, and I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and why, potentially. We have a question here. This is from uh, Lori Greer, our, none other than our casting producer, uh, writing from New York. Uh, ben, if you want to... Hi, Lori. How are you? So, <laughs> Lori uh, rates... The answers were in trouble. Oh, geez, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she writes to us, a question for the guest. The... The testimony, the testimonials of dowsers and uh, those who uh, deserve, uh, those who observe, uh, provide the main evidence for dowsing. Have there ever been any controlled scientific testing uh, to prove that the occurrence of finding water through dowsing is uh, any more than uh, correlation? There's a follow-up question to it. Well, you know, the, the the great Randy has done all tried to do all sorts of tests, and he offers a million dollars for different people to do different things that you would have to use your intuition for. I would never do that because it's not, if it's unless it's a need, unless it's necessary for me to help find a missing person or your um, passport or your plane ticket or something, or find a well because you need to drink water. Um, I don't, it's not a, dowsing is not a parley game. So I'm sure there have been. I, I don't um, pay a lot of attention to, to things like that. Well, it's it's actually funny that you mention uh, James Randi because she just brings him up in the follow-up question. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he's one of the sharpest minds I know. Uh, according to a protocol devised devised by James Randi, um, if dows if dowsers could locate water in underground pipes at an eighty percent success rate, they would receive a cash prize. However, if the dowsers failed this test, are dowsers really any benefit to finding uh, water than anyone else? Well, as we were talking about the horse thing earlier with, with fields, mm-hmm. you can influence things. You know, if some if Randy's standing there and thinking, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do this. Well, and if you're somehow paying attention to that or are aware of that on some level, um, it can affect your dowsing. Whereas I don't... Um, I don't pay attention to. I'm, I'm there. People hire me to douse wells, for, well sites for them, um, and that's that's my job is to find them water mm-hmm. because water is life and it's and it's important to have that. Okay. So as for people trying to disprove whatever, I mean, we've been doing this. Dowsers have been doing this for thousands of years, you know. Yeah. Well, so not everything has a ready explanation. No. There's also a third follow-up, uh, which is. She, she, Lori continues to say the strongest evidence for dowsing, according to the literature, or according to the literature, comes from uh, Germany with a testing done in a barn, the Schunen experiment. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Um, and uh, they were supposedly over, or there were supposedly over 500 participants in 10,000 uh, double-blind tests that claim that they empirically proved uh, the dowsing claims. However, these results were not. Uh, re- Rep- yeah, reproducible. 
How, uh, what can you tell us about the results of these experiments uh, that were not able to be replicated? Again, dowsing is not a parlor trick. Dowsing, I, I look upon dowsing as a gift. Dowsing is something that is done when it is necessary, not when you're just trying to prove to somebody. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I've been doing this for over 27 years. I have a very, very high success rate, and uh, I don't, uh, I don't feel that I need to, you know, look at these tests and, and give them any credibility. I see what you're saying, and, and uh, I'm thinking of an analogy, maybe that um, if you were to ask somebody to pick up a car in a controlled laboratory situation, they, they wouldn't be able to do it, right? Unless they're, you know, some kind of super right, right. Know, Olympic yeah. weightlifter or something, but ordinary person. But there are many uh, well well recorded examples of people went in in uh, in extremis, as it were, yeah. who um, you know in order to save a child or a parent, they right. literally pick up a car. the back of a car to get yeah. them out because uh, the adrenaline or whatever. Yeah. So um, within us, the, when there's a need, particularly yes. an extreme need, may, maybe that's yeah. uh, related to an explanation. That sort of. I agree. I agree that there's if there, that there's there's that there's a need for something, then that's when we. That's when it's um, yeah. most reliable. Hmm. Okay. We're, we're coming up on a break, but I do I do have a question about the materials that are used. Is each and every rod is, is is it the same kind of metal, or are they different kinds of metals? These are called dog and pony shows. Okay, people have made these for me. I bought this. I bought this. This is a lector um, antenna. I bought it in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all different. They're made of whatever. People make make some things. People made these for me. Um, this is uh, a rider rod. It doesn't matter what they. I don't. I don't really. I don't use dowsing tools really. Mm-hmm. I use deviceless dowsing. I am the dowsing tool. Uh. This is a rider rod named after um, her first name's escaping me, and her last name was Ryder. R i r y d e r. I'll think of it soon. Um, and so you could use this to say, okay, where's where's Paul? Where's Ben? And then you can see how it's just moving on oh. its own. To show whatever where's, where's Susan Spooler? I'm right here. So, <laughs> so, um, but it, but it's your but it's your body that's 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 the that's making that's creating the reaction okay. in, in whatever it is you're doing. So I was I was going to say perhaps it had something to do with gra- gravitational pull, like wow. a compass almost. It could well it could it could be but in our body we have like I said we have twelve recept we have twelve uh, sets of receptors and and we all feel things. You know, we all feel things in different ways. Well, we're going to get into the pendulums as well, but we'll take a break in a minute. But yeah. just something to think about. The the most uh, common um, criticism I've heard of dowsing, uh, with, with rods particularly, is that, well, you know, the person's really unconsciously kind of moving the rods themselves, or uh, with, a, with, a, with a pendulum, the, you know, your, your hand is unconsciously moving. I, that's the most common criticism I've heard. I mean, what's your reaction to that? Well, you don't need to use a pendulum. What I do, I have a chart here in front of me that was created by Walt Woods, God rest his soul, and, and there's numbers on the chart. And there's all different types of. Uh, you gonna come in closer on it? Or? Oh yeah, we got another camera. Okay. Right. And and then what I do is I don't need I don't need a pendulum. I can just kind of look at it and sense and know. Or I can take my hand, and I can I can wave it slowly, wave it across the numbers, and then my middle finger will then get warm or start getting tingly. 
So as for, you know, using a, a pendulum, you don't need to use any of these tools. You, put, you just trust your intuition. You trust your gut. Okay. When you're taking a multiple choice test. All right. Well, this, uh, <coughs> this uh, leads to a question we have from Fred in Maine. Hi, Fred. Which we can yeah, get we, to Yeah, we, we know Fred. <laughs> I saw him yesterday. Uh, oh, jeez. Um, we'll get to it after the break. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to it after the break. Uh, so you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 1240 in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley with our fascinating guest on Dowsing today, Susan Spooler. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Red Stegall. Join me this week for Cowboy Corner and a return visit from my good buddy, Mr. Wilson Franklin from the ML Lady Boot Company. We're going to talk about boots. Be sure you join us. Oh, okay. Well, that was quick. Uh, we're back with Susan Spooler here on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on ON 1240. And we're going to uh, be talking about some charities uh, that we have adopted, and, and that will be uh, later in the show during our announcement period. But we will draw your attention to them at that point. And uh, we are going to put those links back on our new website to these charities. Anyway, so Susan, um, we I have a question here. This is from uh, Fred, our, fr- our friend who comes to all our events. Saw him yesterday at our event in Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire, and uh, Ben will state I, the question. What if I said no? Uh, well, anyway, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> I'm kidding. So Fred writes to us, Hi, Paul. Great presentation last night. It was good seeing you and Ben. My question for Susan is this. Uh, which dowsing tool does she prefer, and which tool has she had the most success with? My body. My body is the best dowsing tool. Oh, there you have it. Um, there you have it. But the thing is, is when I'm dowsing for a well, um, I, I'll, t- to show customers, I'll have a map, and I'll use a pendulum and a ruler, and I'll push the ruler across the uh, the map, and I'll get a reaction with the uh, with the pendulum, make a tick mark on the left side of the, of the map, keep pushing along, get another reaction, make a, make a tick mark, get three or four reactions, and then have these marks on the left side of the map. Then turn it 45 degrees and follow each dot f- right across the map, and then get a reaction again for each one with my pendulum, and then draw a line connecting them all, showing where the, ve- the vein is. Well, your, your psychic powers are pretty, uh, pretty uh, nifty today because that's exactly what I was going to ask next was map dowsing. Okay. Okay. And, again, we're, we consider part of our job to be skeptics mm-hmm. and kind of thing. Sure. So you have a map and you have a pendulum yep. and you've just described how it's used. What is telling you? It's one thing if you're if you're there with a vein and you know maybe your energy is going to pick it up, but if you're you know way far away from the location that's depicted on the map, how does anything? What is it that knows where the? I don't. You're looking for I, I'm doing that to show the customer what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I can just take a map and point to where the the well is. I can say drill right here. Yeah. Drill 272 feet. You're going to get 17 gallons a minute. Okay. You can get 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 that uh, yeah that specific yes, and so that's where I'm just showing them my map my process and then once I have it on the map I go out to the property because I do a lot of golf courses too I'm not going to walk 18 you know I'm going to walk 250 <laughs> acres so I'm, they have golf courses too lazy exactly yeah. adult, no it's called um you know time management skills right. so then so then so <laughs> right. then once I so then I'll tell them okay this is the part of the property that I want to, to douse. So I'll walk out there and I'll have the L-rods and I'll walk along 
this region, and then I'll find where the rod, and then the rods will open up, and I have um, marker flags. I forgot to bring some with me, and then you know the flags that are just a wire, and they have a little flag at the end, yeah. and I'll mark and I'll mark the vein, and then I and then once I find the edge with the with the L rods, and they open up at different points, and I'll I'll find one edge, and then I'll find the other edge of the vein, <coughs> mark it all with the flags. I'll then walk the length of it with the Y rod, and then the Y rod will tell me. I'll walk along and say, where's the best place to drill? And then and then the rod will then go down to where it should, where, where we should drill. Sometimes I'll get a couple of different places. When I'm dowsing, I'll ask for potable water that tastes good, that smells good, that's there year-round, that's an appropriate depth, appropriate gallons per minute, easy for the well driller to get to, and beneficial to all who drink it. And that is what is in my mind when I am looking for water for you. Regardless if it's for your garden or if it's just for irrigation to water your lawn because if you're you you want water that then it's like if your dog or your kids want to stick their mouth on the you know on the the uh, sprinkler system and take a drink you want to make sure that the water is is oh, sure, good good sure. enough for them to have in their bodies there's one term that has come up uh it was in your bio and uh th- this is going to relate to some questions we're going to ask about how this might be used in paranormal investigations such as they are mm-hmm. all right uh the term geopathic stress what is geopathic stress geopathic stress is is created by say an underground water vein that can be under your bed um or under a place that you sit a lot people we through various studies that have been done they find that people who you know at the edge of you know you have your bed and on the edge of the bed there's a you know where someone's head is well, I can put it like this. Someone's head is here, and then there's a vein, and there's a vein that goes across there, across their head, and then they, they end up getting some form of cancer because the water vein is right, you know, it's just below the, um, the, the foundation of the home. Um, and so there, so then you can do diversion. You could take, um, you can either do on a map or you can do it physically. Go to the site and then use uh, rebar with a with a hammer and then move the water. Because I've had people that have had water that have been coming in, into their homes. I divert it and then there's no more. You no can more actually issues. divert water. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you have a like, say you have a well and then the well dries out and then we can find other veins that are close by. Yeah, you can divert. Yeah. You can divert the veins to go into the well. Because uh, under another hat, I write about uh, residential construction issues, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, it's expensive yeah. to yeah. just drill, you know, and just hope for the best. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. So you say you really save people a lot of money. Yeah, I do. Yeah, wow. and that's and that's where and, and what I do too is I, I make dowsing tool I make dowsing tools. I make them out of um, brazing rods and then copper tubing that I get so I get fifty feet long from my local uh, hardware store, McKay's Hardware in Westford, Massachusetts, because I like to support them. And um, and then I I, may, I give them to customers. I teach them how to douse, and then they work with me to find their own water veins. Okay, now the the issue of um, um, geopathic stress. Oh, I, I, I've got, I'm yeah. still uh, curious about that. <coughs> Excuse me. That th- that sort of links up with things we find. Yeah. In certain houses where things are run. Now, now I've had now Ben hasn't run into this yet, but I've had cases in the old days where somebody had a bunch of kittens. I'm just sorry, it was puppies, and they kept dying. And they said, "Oh, the demons are doing this," and I said. Well, probably not. I would say move the puppies. Yeah, yeah. 
and everything was fine. Or, or and I've had a number of times people have said, "Well, I ha- I'm in this bed. I have the, you know the, what looks like uh, you know terrible nightmares and and um, uh, sleep paralysis, things of this kind." And, and something just told me to tell them, "Move the bed. You don't yes. need to have the house exercised or anything. Just right. Move the bed." Right. Right. Know? And it worked. Yeah. So you, you may be providing an explanation. And, that, and that's what that is it too. And, and I remember growing up, my um, we had, at our house, my father would always he would try to plant these nice little bushes, and they would always die. And then as I got older and realized it, it was right above. There was a it was a wire that went from the road to our house that was where our electricity came in through, where our cable came in through. And so you're getting, you're, you're getting this, this, all this, you know, electromagnetic, you know, energy that, that that was then killing all these, hmm. all these, all these bushes that he was taking a long time to plant. Yeah, I can hear that. So, yeah. Um, ben, I don't want to step on. No, 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 please. You're, you're on a roll. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm oh is that what I'm sitting on? Oh. <laughs> uh, the, now, in our house, uh, we hope to have the pleasure of your company. Oh, I'd point. love to come, sure. Um, we have a very, it's a very, very, very fine house, but it's very, we even have two cats in the yard. Uh, and we have, um, it, it's, but it's on a very strange hill. Ben essentially grew up there. Yeah. And uh, after he was four, and has had some interesting experiences there, including what was certainly, what we call it in our book, the, uh, the Woonsocket Wild Man. Um, oh wow! People might think that's me, but it's not. Uh, it look, if kind you of see, see so me now, a, then I, I look like the Winsocket. Yeah, so, ah, so it, it's okay, a strange okay. place. Okay, uh, but but very happy place, you know, pleasant. Yeah, and we have in our yard what apparently is is probably the, the largest quartz boulder I have ever seen. Yeah. Now, now ninety nine percent of it's underground. You yeah. can just see the top, but from just from looking at the dimensions, it, it must be humongous. And I have been told that that is good for the energy. It is, yeah. The, the geo, geopathic energy it or whatever is, yes, in the ground. Yes. And uh, it's also very good for health. Yeah. Now, I'm really old. and Well, not really old. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting there fast. However, uh, you know, I, when I'm around the, the property, I feel terrific. You know? See. Once in a while, I even sit uh, to take the lawn chair and sit on top of well, the, the rock. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's and that's the thing. That's interesting. So um, I'm not crazy. No, you're not. No, I had, in fact, years ago, um, there was a... Uh, he, what the headstone? The guy that the headstone maker in town had, you know, his general, you know, marble ones, and then he had a giant rose quartz. And I said, what, 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 what do I? Ha- how much will this cost? How do I? You know, what can I do to acquire this? Because people were using them for headstones. Well, it turns out he was a friend of my dad, and he says, bring me a box of cigars, and, and he delivered it to my house and put it on my front lawn. And, and then over time, people started stealing it, so we had to build a cage around it. But but yeah, it's it's it was a giant rose quartz, and so. Yeah. Okay. It's it's wonderful. Now let, let's go back to Stonehenge. Yeah. Um, can, can you fill us in on exactly you know how did you encounter these people? Why did they have dowsing rods on the bus? You mentioned it was a group. They were, yeah, it was a group. Yeah. That was, I wasn't part of. That. I was with a friend of mine, and they they had L rods. Yeah. And they had they didn't have sleeve. These have sleeves. <laughs> I make them uh, the Elmira L rods with sleeves. Yeah. They didn't have sleeves on them. They could do it, and then they were running back to the bus, and I and I begged the bus driver, please let me try this. He let me, and I could do it. Hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But it felt like this is. What something. did you find? Well, I walked or between the circle of stones, and I walked between between the circle of stones and the heel stone. And then when I was when I was there, and I'm going to bring myself back to Stonehenge right now. And then I was feeling picking up the energy of okay. of yeah. the stones. All right. So so that's when you know you could project yourself to a place and then and then sense and. 
Because w- w- when was that? Because the last time I was there, they, were the, they didn't allow 19, access to 1991. Site. Oh, so okay, all right. But I didn't. But I, I mean, I wasn't at the stones. It was a path. There was okay. a path. I, I don't know if they still have yeah, the path. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's where it was just kind of. It just kind of happened. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So and you get back to MIT, and they told MIT you like a laboratory, and these these were people that liked me, and they were my friends, and they were nice to me. Yeah. I mean, I I was I was not given a promotion because they said you're not a serious enough scientist because you're Dowser. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, you know, you'd be surprised. It's this funny. is a, a bit off the track. Yeah. We we always run into, especially me. I run into mental health professionals, uh, police. Uh, people of all kinds of professions who say that I'm more skeptical than they are. Yeah. Because uh, mental health professionals, police, mm-hmm. certainly clergy, some of them yeah. anyway, will run into uh, paranormal things. Right, right. Uh, I was called in on one case here many years ago by members of the Woonsocket Police who said, call this guy, because they didn't know what to do. Yeah. They were all freaked out. Well, and, and that's where when you're... You know, you're working with all of these different things. There is no, there won't necessarily be any real explanation to them. Mm-hmm. Um, That's know. it. C- uh, can you give us examples of interesting or funny or terrific, wonderful experiences? I mean, you ever find Captain Kid's treasure? Or, or, you know. I found 37 missing videotapes at WGBH in Boston. <laughs> really? I'm not supposed to mention them, but whatever. Um, that was um, that was back uh, quite a number a number of years ago. Yeah. And they they had this they had this box of of tapes, you know, VHS tapes. They couldn't find them. They had summer students. They had all these people looking for them. And basically, in 15 minutes, I found them. How'd you do that exactly? Um, well, I had I had a map. They have two warehouses the size of football fields, and I mapped out. I said, okay, they're in this building. Then I said to them, do you happen to have a tape that is part of that series? And that is called a witness. A witness, okay. Okay, so what I did is I put it under my arm, and I had my L-rods, and I just walked down aisle by aisle by aisle, went down one aisle, and then it was pointing to the right, so then I brought the rods to the floor, brought them up, and then they turned into a, into one of the you know the different shelves, and then the shelves had different depths. So then it went and went all the way in, and then the rods made an X. I opened the box that was mislabeled, and there they were. Oh my gosh! And then we brought them to the people who were in charge. You're moving into our house. Okay, that's why Tom married me because I find lost things. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and so. Um, and so even the guy who was the director said, well, I still don't believe you. I said, well, you just, you know, I did it in 15 minutes. You had dozens of people looking for yeah, months and yeah. months. And so, and then they were mislabeled. So there you go. Well, that doesn't help. Yeah. No. No, but still it was, um, and the thing is, is that I didn't care about the results. You know, I think you put your, your finger on something. It's there. an attach. there's an attachment thing to it. Yeah. That, you know, oh, I lost my keys where I put them, whatever. Um, you know, you can find your keys if you have L-rods or whatever, just get a sense of it. Even if they're under a pile of newspaper, you know, you're, you could say, where are my keys? Then the rods will, will point in a direction, then they'll go over, and then they can X, and then they are. There's sort of an unwritten principle, or maybe it's written somewhere, I haven't written it, uh, in paranormal in general, and, and uh, even in spirituality, that the, the, the more you try... The more you analyze and track it and stuff, the yep. less success you'll have. Right. And uh, you look back at the, uh, uh, well, one example, the saints that are honored in the Christian churches. Yeah. And they very often were, uh, people like Thomas Aquinas, um, 
was not really a, a, a spiritual giant like, say, Saint Seraphim of Saraf. Yeah. Because he uh, he was very scholarly, intellectual, and uh, even Saint Augustine. So I, yeah, I just was always struck by that, even in the seminary, that, that the people who are more intellectual have fewer mystical experiences sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so it may be a, a, you can leap from that to when, when, overanalyze. When, 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 but the thing is that when when you have like I'm going to go back to the, taking a multiple choice test. Okay, when I had to take my GRE, my graduate register um, exam for my master's degree, I held, I had a very limited amount of time. I had to drive from Cambridge to Worcester, Massachusetts, and then take the test and then get back to work. <clears throat> this is during the day, mm. so I doused it. What I did is I didn't use any tools. I just it was all on the computer. I had cameras all over you, so I would fuzzy my vision. This is how I get lottery tickets, too. Fuzzy huh. my vision, and whatever was the brightest answer, A, B, C, D, I didn't even read the questions, and I would just go through, click, 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 click. Graduated from Worcester Polytech back in May of 2000. So. Hmm. Wow. So that's where... Now, I want to get to some of the... I think I don't know if you've showed us everything here, but, but I want to get to that. Uh, however, before that, uh, are you aware of dowsing, or have you yourself ever used dowsing to assist the police, cold cases or otherwise? Finding lost people, anything like that? Um, we can. Some have. Yeah. I have a friend in uh, Minnesota that had uh, told the police where a body was, and it was on a river in a cave, and then told the police, and then the police were the only people he told, but then the murderers found out about it and threatened his family. Wow. How did that come out, though? Well, they found the body, you know, yeah. people were, you know, all the right stuff happened yeah. and people went to jail and things like that. So there are going to be unintended consequences to some of this. Correct. That's yeah. And that's where, you know, I've had people come to me, they want to learn how to find, you know, missing children or missing whatever. Mm. And I said, you have to be very careful with this because if someone has a missing, what, you know, pet or person or family member, whatever, they, they can just hound you to death, you know, for your, for your information. And yeah. at that point, you know, you're you're like, you're in a different state of mind when they are, you know, really coming out, you know, asking yeah. you too many questions. Well, now, we're all New Englanders here. We yep. go to the beach, yep. and uh, if you go down to our favorite beach when, when you were a kid, Ben, was Second uh, Beach, Second beach in, in uh, Middletown, Rhode Island, just lovely, especially in the evening. You ride your horses and stuff. Oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, you see uh, men like my age uh, sort of ambling along with the uh, <laughs> metal, metal detectors. detectors okay? Yes, yes, yes. Um, is that more effective than dowsing or less or no well, comparison? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're looking Are you looking for something specific? Oh, something valuable. I See, mean, well, that's I'm not saying I do this. I don't have the time. <laughs> I probably should. You, I you, have, you have your pork pie hat and you're yeah. out there, right? <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing is that when you are looking for a specific thing, like if I lose one of my earrings and, I, and then I hold one, the other one in my hand and that's a witness, then I know I'm, gonna lo- I'm looking for my other earring. And that's where I could say, I'll first say, is it in my house? Okay, if it's in my house, it's on the first floor, the second floor, or the third floor, or the basement. Determine it from there, and then say, you know, is it in the kitchen? Is it in the living room? What what room is it in? And then, and then go from there, and then you can just kind of physically go, and then it will find out, find where it is with your tools. I okay. could have used that when I was looking for the title of my car. <laughs> See? Yeah, I could have too, because uh, I was looking for it as well. Uh, as far as the the term divining, mm-hmm. I've seen used in dowsing yeah, terminology. Right, yeah. And the divining essentially, well, it comes from an ancient term, meaning you're asking the gods for some help mm-hmm. to find something or to learn something, that kind of thing. So that's where the term comes from. Um, and I've, I've even heard dowsing rods referred to as divining rods. Divining rods, rods right, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. 
Now, as far as um, what uh, is actually happening, um, I, I know psychics who will take pendulums or penduli or whatever, yeah, and uh, you know use them to ha- answer questions about mm-hmm. stuff. I've even seen you know you can even relate to the Ouija board and things of this kind, mm-hmm. things that, that yeah. we we are very alarmed about and mm-hmm. people should not do. Where is the line between divining with in, in, a, in a paranormal or psychic or mediumistic sense and divining in the, in the sense of dowsing? Or is there a... Well, I, I feel that if people come to me with a certain question, I'll, I'll say, this is where I, what I do is I do what's called blind dowsing. Mm-hmm. You have a question, okay? You formulate it in a yes or no answer, and then I'll, I'll be pushing on my finger, pushing my thumb against my pointer finger. Okay, show me yes, show me no. Okay, and you'll think of your question, and I'll tell you immediately what the what the answer is. It, it, when, when it's when it's, you're when you're working with your intuition, it's immediate. You don't have to think about it. So it's just like yes, no, yes, no, whatever. Or so that's where it's a, it's just an immediate thing. You're not sitting there looking at your crystal ball and saying, oh, the spirits come to me, whatever. You're just saying, yes, this is the answer, or yes, because I do blind dowsing with people because. I feel that what your question is is personal, and it's none of my business. Hmm. So. Would you consider yourself a psychic? I don't like that word. I don't either. You know, it's like you don't like papa and things. Yeah. Yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, papa. I do. I I replayed that. It's like, don't ever call me that again. So don't ever call me that again. Oh, yeah. Well, that was on the air, too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I thought it it was a funny joke, honestly. (laughs) Anyway. I guess not really. (laughs) So. Okay, no, I hear you there. I and so, I mean, to me, I don't want to, you know, I, 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 I'm a dowser. I find water. I find, you know, people missing, people missing, pets missing items. Yeah. And, you know, people come to me, oh, I lost my cat. Well, when? Seven years ago. It's like, you know. What, one of the things I've noticed about psychics and mediums, and I'll, I'll bring this over to dowsing, mm-hmm. is that um, very often their personal lives are an absolute disaster, and here they are giving advice to other people. That that always struck me as ironic. Right. Um, You on the other hand, I don't want to embarrass you, but you you are one of the the best people we know. You are are absolutely selfless from what we can see. You're involved in your community. You're you're tireless. uh, I don't understand how you do all of it, honestly. I I don't know, but but we we admire you very much. (laughs) And so the question is, can you douse... For yourself, you're the your, your life seems to be you know for what we can see absolutely great you know we're, and we're you know happy. Not, we're, we're not, happy. not not like the, the mediums <laughs> and such. Well, we're, we're happy. We're happy and yeah. Well, it, Tom is great. Tom's a wonderful person. Yeah. I'm very I'm very lucky. Um, no, no, I, I, can you doubt can I, for yourself? Well, I mean, if I lose if I lose something, I'll you know I'll take if I if I can't like if I lose something, I'll think about it. Depending on how important it is, and sometimes I'll, I'll think about it, say, "Where is this thing?" and I'll go to sleep, and then I'll have a dream of where it is. I once misplaced a wallet. It wasn't a wallet that I used every day. It was something. It was an older wallet. It had some pictures or information in it, and actually some earrings. And and, and so I had a dream in it that it was in my closet in a beach bag. And then I on the next morning I get up, I open the closet, I find the beach bag, and then there it is. So I, I have doused for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been able to find. Um, you know, thing, you know, items that I've misplaced. Sure. Okay. You know, and then sometimes if I, sometimes at a certain point I'll be annoyed and I'll say forget it. I'll just get a replacement or something. So. Okay. Well, we don't have much time left, and I wanted to. I want to look at these items you you brought. Yeah, we'll photograph sure. them for people who are sure, listening sure, on the yeah. radio. Uh, but tell us about 
your web, where people can find out more about oh, the, your um, website, the Dowsers Boston, in Boston? BostonDowsers.com. B-O-S-T-O-N-D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com. I've been the president since 2002. We have monthly meetings in Bedford, Massachusetts at the Unitarian Church. And um, my next meeting is on Saturday, February 3rd. I'll be teaching how to find lost items and people and things. So so we do a lot of, you know, so we will do um, exercises. A lot of it has to do with just being able to center and focus your yourself and then just being able to feel and sense what's around you. How many people come to those meetings? I mean, how many people are involved? Well, we've in got about 100 people in our chapter and different people come. Yeah, that many. Yeah, wow. and then different people come, you know, every month that are depending on what their interests are. And we have our core group of people that come every month regardless. But um, it depends on what they're they're interested in healing or if they're interested in, in actually the dowsing parts of things. Yeah. Um, we'll be taking a field trip up to American Stonehenge. So, oh, yes. So, well, you're going to be hearing yeah. a lot about that yes. because uh, yeah. we're your involved pro- in the TV production that's coming yes. up. Um, wow. Gee, well, that's, uh, well, maybe we can do something dowsing something. Sure, I can go up and down. Da- I'll go up and douse. You know, I, I have gone up there to American Stonehenge. Yeah, dowsing. yeah, yeah. And a um, good friend, uh, Dennis Stone. Dennis Stone, yeah. Perfect name. Exactly. My family that, that, that owns the place. Right. So Utter irony. Too. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, so uh, what, in the last few minutes here, why don't we look at, uh, is there anything we haven't looked at here? Let's see. Okay, this is a, this is a Y rod. Yeah. I'm sorry, hold it like like so. Okay. And then I'll, I'll hold it parallel to the ground, and I'll say, and I'll think in my mind of a place, and I'll say, um, where's the best place to, de- to drill for a well? And you can see how it is going down, and I cannot, I am not making this happen. Mm. I'm thinking of a place that I've, I've drilled before. So there's no way to make this go. That doesn't mean there's a geyser uh, building up under the station. No, no, I'm thinking of another place that I've yeah, doused, but I, we can okay. do this together later on. Okay. Um, so this is the Y rod, because it's, it's shaped like the letter Y. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the L rod, which is shaped like the letter L. Sounds kind of like Elrond. From yeah, that's, that, that's what I kept. I kept hearing Elrod and thinking Elrond. Okay, this is called a bobber, and they could say, "Show me yes, show me no." Fascinating. And then we have, um, and this is called a lecter, L-E-C-H-T-E-R antenna, off to some Paris. This could also be used like a Y rod. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking of a place to, to drill a well, and that'll go down. Uh, this is another type of L rod that was made by a man called Al Ross Miller, God rest his soul. And I could say, you know, where's Paul Eno? <laughs> where's Ben Eno? <laughs> and where's Susan Spooler? And that will point to me. So, so that's a. Uh, Another type of. I may need to find myself the older I get. And this, uh, and yeah. this is a U rod that can be the same way. I get this in Paris also. So is this big in Paris? Is that a dowsing oh, store? Oh yeah! The oh, there's a giant day. store. Yeah, there's a giant store called is the. That right? Oh yeah, the Maison de la Radiesti. And then, the, huh. and you go in there. There's a big giant wall with all these, you know, eight and a half by eleven black and white portraits of all these men. There's one woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's undoubtedly you. <laughs> No, I know. Unfortunately, at this point, it's not. Okay. Um, and you know, th- there's all sorts of other. Oh, this is this is a very interesting tool. Right here. It's yeah. called. Well, we'll have to wrap it up. Yep, we're do a cam- right it's here. called a Cameron Aurometer, and this is where you could put your f- first two fingers here, and then you could re- you could walk up to someone, and then you could say, "Where's where's Paul's general energy?" And then you can see how it's coming back at me. 
And where is Ben's general energy? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's all kinds of, you know, very dog neat. and pony show tools. So, yeah, so um, if people are interested and they want to come to our meetings, they're more than welcome to do so. And you'll also see the 2018 UFO conference uh, on our website as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to that. We were talking about it last night. It's on our website already. Yeah. And uh, just the uh, Greater New England UFO conference, which we're gonna, actually going to mention oh, in our good. announcements. Good, so. good. Okay. So, uh, Ben, what uh, what's cooking here? Well, we got plenty cooking, and uh, yesterday we had our first public event of the year, and it was a great time, and we did a fundraiser for the Miss Portsmouth Area Scholarship Program in New Hampshire at Cottage by the Bay in Dover, New Hampshire, and there was a, a nice buffet dinner. We presented a program on Behind the Paranormal, Is Everything You Know Wrong? And uh, many thanks to organizer Carrie uh, Berglund and uh, the folks at the Miss New Hampshire program. It's wonderful. A lot of people who we met at, at your conference and others uh, didn't know they were each other was coming, and, and they came. Oh, wow! Well, it's great. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was just a that, lovely, that's wonderful. lovely time. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Including Fred, who wrote the question. That's great. That's yeah. yeah, good. Good. Thank you, Fred. On Saturday, February 17th, from 1 to 4 p.m., you can meet us at the 2018 Book Lovers and Authors Expo at the Cumberland Public Library, 1464 Diamond Hill Road, Cumberland, Rhode Island. Uh, there will be many other authors there as well, and it's a really fun event and a great venue. Call 401-333-2552 for more information. And it's always a good time for reading and gift-giving, especially since Valentine's is on its way. So Perfect please. Valentine's gift. Right, right behind <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know that for that. That, that particularly odd, special someone in your life, you can get an autographed copy of our books, and they're widely available if you order them online from either of our two websites, BehindTheParanormal.com or NewEnglandGhosts.com. We'll be happy to autograph them for you. Okay. Uh, all right. So we, there are a number of books here. I don't want to take up too much time with that because we're kind of coming yeah, we got, out of the wire. Yeah, we got, we got about a minute left. Okay. Uh, there are lots of books there on our website. We, um, the website has been redesigned. There's lots of information, uh, along with uh, s- over 730 hours of shows from our 10 years on the air, CBS Radio, uh, Chief Radio, and here on ON 1240, our home. So uh, shock your boss, fool your horses, and amaze Susan Spooler by visiting the online bookstore at BehindTheParanormal.com or NewEnglandGhost.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, which we are planning on expanding very soon. Absolutely. So uh, what do we have there next week, Ben? So next uh, Sunday, which is February 4th, we'll welcome filmmaker and researcher Cody Knotts for the first show we've done on the uh, 1965 Kecksburg, Pennsylvania UFO crash. Yeah, we never did a show on that either. Surprisingly, we haven't. Yeah. What part of Pennsylvania? Uh, what, what, what's that? What part of Pennsylvania? Was oh, it's it? in oh, Kecksburg. Kecksburg, right. Oh, wow. So anyway, a timing defect at the end of last week's show uh, prevented all but the first words of this quote from being used, and it looks like the same thing might happen this week. Yep. So someday we'll get this quote out from Gautama the Buddha. Anyway, I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno, and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you next time. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.